0: This is Scott Becker with the Becker Private Equity Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by two brilliant and interesting professionals. We're joined today by Mark Bailey and Arden Edelkop. Both are brilliant. They're with a business called Trans World Business Advisors, Deerfield. And I've seen them lately, what they're doing recently. They're sort of what I think of as business consultants, almost investment bankers, business brokers. They'll tell us a lot more. And they're going to talk about the trends we're seeing in business today, size and scale of businesses they're working with, why people do deals, and and a lot more. Mark and Arden, do you mind taking a moment to both introduce yourselves? Mark, do you want to start and then Arden?
1: Sure. I'm Mark Bailey. I'm the owner
2: and president of Transworld Business Advisors, Deerfield, Illinois. And I'm Arden Edelkopf. I'm the business development manager with Mark over at Transworld Business Advisors in Deerfield. And we're very happy to be with you today, Scott.
0: Thank you so much. And tell us a little bit about Transworld Business Advisors, Fairfield. Where do you focus? And tell us about the core business and what you do. Do do you want to take the lead on that?
1: Sure. Um, We are a intermediary. We work with owners of businesses that are looking to eventually sell their business Uh, We work with main street businesses spanning multiple industries, pretty much industry agnostic. And we also work on uh, lower middle market deals. We exclusively represent sellers, um, but as the intermediary, it's our job to find the right buyer at the right price for our seller clients and and get both sides to the finish line.
0: And and What does the deal environment look like now and what type of businesses are typically representing. Tell us a little bit about both of those.
1: Sure. Um, Right now, I mean, it's a very strong seller's market. There are a lot of buyers in the marketplace looking to buy turnkey businesses that obviously are profitable, have good cash flow, where they can walk in on day one and, and have a turnkey business that they can run. As we all know, a lot of people are, you know, tired of corporate America, want to be entrepreneurs. So that's the kind of buyer that, uh, that we're, you know, we're looking for. Um, as far as the markets that we work in, again, we are industry agnostic. Um, we see right now some of the hot markets are uh, in auto repair, all services related, heating and air, plumbing, um, anything that's along the services line. Uh, Pet business is very strong. Manufacturing is on fire. Um, So those really are the market sectors in Main Street that are performing very well.
0: And how much of the businesses are sort of ultimately going to um, private equity investors, roll-ups and so forth, versus another entrepreneur that wants to buy into those businesses?
1: Yeah, I mean, for the most part, Scott, Main Street businesses usually are bought by either a strategic buy, strategic acquisition or again somebody that's just wants to create a job for themselves. So for example, let's say an auto repair, maybe this is somebody that's worked in an auto repair business for a long time and says, you know what? I'd really like to be my own boss. So I'm going to, you know, buy buy an auto repair business because that's what I know. Now on the larger deals, you know, larger deals being about 5, 6 $10 million or more. Those are more, you know, certainly can be strategic, but those absolutely bring private equity and small investment groups into the mix. Uh, but again, that, that kind of a deal usually doesn't uh is not under anything about under about uh five, ten million dollars minimum.
0: Thank you. And Arden, take a moment. I I've actually my disclosures, I've known Arden for 40 years, brilliant, brilliant person, and entrepreneur. Arden, take a moment and talk about your journey into this world. Into, you, you ran a business for a long time. You did so with tremendous vigilance, tremendous intelligence, great discipline. Talk a bit about your journey into this world of being an intermediary, into business advising on people helping to, to sell their businesses.
2: Sure. Um, I was in a retail environment, a family owned business, as you know, Scott, for over. Uh, 50 years, we had a family-owned business in our family, and we decided my husband wanted to retire last year. Believe it or not, we did not even know that we could sell our business. We figured we're a retail store in a very, you know, post-pandemic environment. Mark, um, just believe it or not, just came and left an envelope on our door. you interested in selling, and we sold our business within, you know, four four months. So we were so impressed with the whole process. Um, it has just been a, a real joy dealing with other businesses. Mostly the people I deal with are the buyer side of it. And we are. I'm seeing a lot of people that just really people that want to retire like we did and a lot of young um, millennials that are looking to go ahead and, you know, become entrepreneurs. So uh, that is my role with Mark here is really um, developing the buyer-seller relationships and um, taking it to the next level and really developing the relationship part of our business. <laughs>
0: Uh, Thank you very much. And and Mark, when you work with sellers, talk about their motivations. Are are, are many of them just looking to retire? Are they looking for a capital event? Do they have a problem in their business? What's the situation? I'm sure it's very situational, but give us a little bit of a feel for your sellers and what they're sort of looking at, what's driving them.
1: That's a great question, Scott. You know, as Arden would attest to, we only will work with a seller if we know that they have a plan for what's after selling their business, you know, anybody that says, well, if you, sell, you know, if I, if I get the right price for my business, I'll sell. We don't work with those. We want people that are looking to sell because they've had enough. They want to retire. They want to go lay on a beach. They're burnt out obviously with, you know, the COVID and the labor issues and supply chain, um, so we always say to a seller, as long as you know what's next, we don't care what that is. Then, then ultimately, that's the kind of business owner that we want to work
0: with. And talk about that because so many entrepreneurs, they're they're at some point maybe exhausted from running their business, and they think if they could catch that pot of gold, they will find happiness. And talk about the reality of the emotional makeup of of sellers and entrepreneurs. And what that's like dealing with after they sell their business, and where they sort of how that how that works out, and what their plans have to be.
2: Um, I could probably speak best to that. Um, as far as the after part, you're talking more like what after what they want to do afterwards after they sell their business and what their plans are.
0: Right. You you actually segued right into working with the with the business that you had used as an intermediary or worked exactly. with. But, but many entrepreneurs are sort of lost after they sell. Do, can you spend a moment on that, or either you oh, or Mark, sure, on sort of sure. a seller's perspective post-deal?
2: Uh, we've been dealing with a lot of sellers that most of them, um, it seems like the majority of them are in the retirement age. Many of them are the age that they're ready to have the grandparents. There seems to be a life event that is causing them to catapult them into that next, um, the next phase. So there doesn't seem to be a lot of you know, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. They are, it seems like it's a journey to get to the place of wanting to sell. And by the time they're there, like to like my husband, you know, how he felt by the time he sold, he already is psychologically, took him like three, four years to get there. And they were, he was ready to just take the next step in retirement. And I think that seems to be the majority of the people we're seeing. Mark, would you agree with that? I, I would agree with that. And just to expound upon what Arden's saying,
1: we always tell business owners that, it is more important than ever that they run their business as successfully as they can and put the foot on the gas because a lot of the owners that say, you know what, and now that I know my business is for sale, I'm not going to worry about it. And then at the end of the process, you know, they don't get as much money because the business has experienced a dip. And ultimately at the end of due diligence, you've, you've got to provide an updated financial statement. So even though they're ready to retire and we're selling the business for them or trying to sell the business it is critically important that they continue to run the business like you know until the day it's sold
0: but but that's such an important point that they keep the focus on the business we'll also focus on this when you do go through the cyber process you ultimately almost have two full time jobs particularly in a small business because you're both Working with someone like you to run the process, and hopefully, you're taking a lot of that burden off them. But also, yeah, as important as anything, is they've got to work hard at making sure the business keeps on operating well because if they don't do so, they're in trouble. They're in trouble in finishing the process if, 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 at top of everything else.
1: Yeah, Scott, that's true, but that's really why they're hiring us. Um, exactly. Like, you know, we have a little bit of initial work that we ask them to do and providing some financials and some information, you know, regarding their business that we may not be aware of, so we can market it properly. But once that's given to us, it's our job to find the buyer and bring it to them and let them continue to run their business. So, and the one thing that, that I didn't mention, which is the most important component of selling a business is confidentiality. (laughs) You know, we go there every step of the way. You don't want anybody to know that you're selling your business until it's sold. Employees, vendors, customers, landlord—that um, that is something that we at Transworld, that that's our number one underlying objective is to protect confidentiality
2: at all costs. Right, that's the first <laughs> thing Mark said to me when I, we sold our business. It's kind of counterintuitive because you want to tell everybody, like when you're selling your house, you want to tell everybody you're selling and here you're selling your business and you have to completely pretend that you're not. And the first thing Mark says, that every, need included, was, your business will dip up to half the minute you tell anybody it's for sale. So it, that's why it's very important when you hire a broker, you basically just keep running the business the best you can. And we just do everything. We vet the buyers. We, won't, you know, we don't want to waste their time with anybody or anything um, because they have to keep the business going. And I know that was important for Earl and I as well with running Ross's. And it's challenging because uh, you're kind of you're at the point where you're a little checked out and you don't want to, but it's more,
0: you have to, you just have to. A hundred percent. No, just absolutely critical. And, and, and talk about when you see pricing today, uh, Mark or Arden, what do multiples look like? What does pricing look like? Or is every single deal very unique? How does that look? And has pricing been, been impacted by the price of debt, the cost of capital? Talk to us a little bit about pricing, what things are looking like in the market.
1: Yeah, that's another great question, Scott. Um, you know, every deal is different. Um, we, because of Transworld's reach, uh, we have got access to a lot of proprietary data um, based on industry, based on, you know, everything comes down to data. What other businesses have sold for that, that are comparable to the sellers that we're representing. Um, you know, there's multiple valuation methods, and I don't want to get too deep into the weeds on that. Um, But 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 mostly it's either seller discretionary earnings or EBITDA or percentage of sales uh, on the business. But what we're finding more and more is that, you know, a lot of the deals, if not, you know, almost all the deals we do require some seller financing. And uh, because interest rates are high, because SBA is kind of cracked down a little bit more on what they're willing to lend to, um, there is absolutely onus put back on the seller to carry some seller financing, which, you know, is good for the seller in the fact that it mitigates their capital gains. They actually get more money over the life of the deal because they're getting interest monthly, uh, you know, for 36 months, something, you know, to that effect. Um, So seller financing is is a key component and definitely attracts more buyers when you're open to seller financing.
0: Thank you. And then then a final question. Mark and Arden, if people want to talk to you about their business, they want to meet you, what's the best way for them to learn about Transworld Business Advisors Deerfield or about Mark Bailey or Arden Edelkop? What's the best way to to learn about you folks?
2: Well, basically, we have, um, as you know, we are really expanding our social media presence because, you know, to my experience, I didn't even realize there was local business brokers that would do this for us. So we do it via LinkedIn, Facebook. Um, we actually have a YouTube channel, we have TikTok, but mo- most of people go on our website, uh, Trans World Business Advisors in Deerfield, and they can look at all of our listings, um, if they're looking to buy, or they could certainly just give us a call. And we, yeah, our website, can we give you the website? <laughs> TransWorldBusinessAdvisors.com, or T-World? t World. T-World.com slash Deerfield. Um, that gives all the specific information, and of course, they can always call us. And I think most of the people we get um, just find us and give us a call. And, and
1: just one more thing, Scott, along those lines. A lot of times, you know, we, we just do valuations for customers. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's a big part of what we do. It's a roadmap. And a lot of times a seller has no idea what their business is worth. And we may not represent them and they may not be ready to sell their business, but our valuation services – give them a substantiation of what, you know, they're asking prices. So for any business owners out there that wants to say, you know what, I think I do my, you know, I might want to sell my business and the best time to sell a business is when you don't have to, Hey, I want to know what my business is worth. They can contact us and we can certainly provide what we call a business owner's valuation is a, a great first
2: step. And that seems to be a big trend by the way, Scott, more and more, since I've joined Mark, we've continuously are getting calls, people that are not quite ready And that's the first question we ask them, why now? Why you want to sell now? And a lot of them aren't ready, but they have no idea what their business is worth, which is pretty shocking. So we have been doing many, right, Mark? It seems like a lot more business valuation. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of just valuations for people that just want to know the value of what their business is worth. A real good, solid valuation.
0: Thank you very, very much. Mark and Arden, a pleasure to visit you. I love the spot that you fill in the market. I, I see the sort of businesses you're selling. Uh, just fantastic. And thank you for joining us on the Vector Private Equity Podcast. A pleasure to visit with you. Thank you.
2: Thanks for having us. Take Scott. care. Thank you so much, Scott. Talk soon.